Well, hello and welcome to Small Town Big Business, a podcast about doing big business in small town USA. I'm your host, Allison Hassler with Southern Illinois Vacation Rentals. And I'm Russell Williams. I'm director of Ethos, and we're a small business incubator, co-working spaces, training and development here in downtown Marion, Illinois. Welcome to the Citadel Building, historic building here on Tower Square Plaza, where we record this podcast. Hey, we want to thank you for tuning in. We also want to thank our sponsors for making this possible, and that includes Fowler Heating and Cooling, Arcadia Wealth Group, Black Diamond RV and Harley-Davidson, also Swinford Media Group, Watermark Auto Group Foundation, Southern Illinois Vacation Rentals, and our producers at Union Street Arts. And you can join the small town big business community wherever you listen to podcasts, including our Facebook page and YouTube. Well, I'd like to introduce our guest today. It is Rob Landis of Good Life Nutrition. Rob, thank you so much for joining us. I'm excited about this interview. I'm honored, Allison Russ. Thank you for having yeah, me. Thank Seriously. You. Yeah, we're very excited. Tell us a little bit about Rob Landis, where you come from and how you got to this point. Well, as we were just talking about, uh, I am a lifelong resident of Marion, Illinois. Went away for a little bit for school and some other jobs, but uh, have been back here. Spent time all around the square as a young person, double parking, going into Zwick's to get my kids' shoes to start school and grade school, going over to TVW to buy my first knit tie back in the 80s, <laughs> uh, you know, depositing money in the um, savings and loan that was right here that was getting like 10% or something on the yield back wow. then. Yeah. Um, I graduated from Marion High School in 1985. Did a little time in the U.S. Navy and got a free trip over the Middle East during Desert Storm. Wow. Um, so that's kind of the big picture. Um, I have three kids. They're all grown. None of them live here. I'm going to have my first grandbaby in April. So oh, congratulations. Married to a school teacher here in Marion. She teaches uh, for 20 years in the Unit 2. You better loves mention, it. mention her name. Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> She'd prefer me call her Jess. Yeah. Yeah, Jess Landis, and uh, I love her, and she's been so good to me over the last 32 years. Um, I'm a Christ follower. That's the most important thing in my life. I want all things that I do to honor and glorify Him. Not successful at that all the time, but that helps me to be a better husband, dad, business owner, boss, well, you name it, yeah. citizen, right? Um, my favorite quote, my favorite quote. Mm. Because I'm not a man of a lot of talent, but my dad modeled this for me, and I do this now. And the quote is that great works are accomplished not by strength, but by perseverance. Mm -hmm. That's Samuel Johnson. And I found that to be really true in my life, is that even when you have lesser skill, if you're willing to work diligently, that you can accomplish great things. Awesome. I love that. Now, you're an entrepreneur, but you've not always been an entrepreneur. So before we talk about good life, what, what was your trade? What did you do? Yeah. Well, you know what? I'll mention an, a mentor of mine. Jay Pardis okay. uh, was a physical therapist at Mary Memorial Hospital when it was here on Main Street. Okay. And uh, I was injured playing football when I was in high school. And I went to him for treatment my senior year. And I was like, this is incredible. Because mm -hmm. I loved, I already loved the physique and the body and the musculoskeletal system. And then Mr. Pardis was helping me to recover from an injury. <clears throat> and so I was like, this would be a great way for me to express my interest. Mm -hmm. And so I became a physical therapist after trying to get into PT school three times, <laughs> perseverance. Mm -hmm. And so I just continued to retake classes to make my grades better to mm -hmm. get into PT school. And so I practiced that for 25 years. Um, in various uh, capacities before I came to own a business. Okay. 
Wow. So when did that happen? What what kind of time frame are we looking at? As far as PT to business yes. ownership? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a really neat story, Allison. So I really like physical therapy and um, enjoyed it. And, um, and, you know, it's a very nicely paid job and great people you work with. It's a helping uh, profession, so you get to help people. I love that part of it. Um, I was visiting what was at the time Nature's Answer, which is a little health food store over here in, just in front of Rural King across the street from Kentucky Fried Chicken. And I was a customer. And as I was walking out, I told the owner, if you're ever interested in selling this, I'd really appreciate it if you'd let me know. And I left it at that. Walked out, went home, and about a month later, I was like, I'm gonna write her a letter and let her know I'm, I was serious about this. So I wrote her a letter and said, hey, this is Rob again. I'm very interested if you are ever wanting to sell this business, please let me know. And about a month later, she contacted me and that's when that all started. So wow. that at that point in time, I got to purchase Good Life, what I now call Good Life Nutrition Company. Okay. And how long ago was that? I've owned it for 15 years now. 15. Um, the business has been in the same location for 25 years. Wow. Yeah, and if you don't believe me, you can just look at the wood paneling in some areas, and <laughs> it's three quarter inches thick and sturdy. Yeah, it's from the, you know, wow, 30 years ago. Yeah. So did you uh, immediately transition to the ownership, and uh, or did you continue with your PT occupation and have a little bit of time that you were doing both? Yes. Um, So the neat thing about this business was, is the manager had been there for 10 years and her name is Marcia. She lives over near Stonefort and Marcia was already managing the the business and it was a struggling business Mm -hmm. and it would not have been able to support me and my family at the time because I was still um, had, you know, kids in school. And so I worked full time as a physical therapist and Marcia managed it. I just kind of cast the vision and we started growing that. After I'd been in the business for about 10 years, I was working for somebody, and through a series of business events, they had to close their business. And he said, I'm gonna have to let you go, which not a big deal. Thankfully, as a physical therapist, there's jobs everywhere. But um, I was like, I'm gonna see if I can kind of control my own destiny and see if this business can be my sole income. So that's when I transitioned over into working the business full time. And I didn't take a draw for the first three years. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like I, I, you know, but my wife was willing to support and encourage me to do that because it was a dream of mine mm-hmm. to do. That's exciting. But why? So, why nutrition? Yeah. Why nutrition? The health food store? What, what drove you? Because I'm also a class of 1985. And 85, I know, best alive. Yeah. And, but, <laughs> but nutrition for athletes wasn't necessarily a thing in the 80s. So what tra- how did you transition into that? Because yeah. I know you've always been athletic. Um, so cool you said that. Actually, nutrition was a thing in the 80s. Mm-hmm. There was a book by Robert Haas named Eat to Win. Okay. And I read it in high school. And so my buddy and I, like, we got to do this. Yeah. And, of course, back then, fat was evil. It was all about eating carbs. I mean, it was mm-hmm. rice cakes and I don't know. It was mm-hmm. crazy, all the stuff we were eating. But we wanted to be healthy and do better in our mm-hmm. athletics. And so that's really what kind of started pushing me that way. Mm-hmm. As I got more and more, because I was raised, you know, we ate fried gizzards and liver and uh, everything was fried mm-hmm. at my grandma's. And so mm-hmm. um, that's kind of what I was raised on. And I didn't know any better. And... Um, after I read that book, I really got interested in nutrition and I saw some benefits from it, you mm-hmm. know, as far as performance and, and strength. Mm-hmm. And so that's what really got me interested in nutrition. And that just grew and grew and grew over the years. Mm-hmm. And I have no formal training other than a few seminars 
as far as nutrition, but I just read profusely because I like it so much. Mm -hmm. It's really nice to be in an occupation where you don't feel like you're working. Yeah. And, and nutrition is that for me. So that's how I got interested in nutrition. Mm -hmm. And then cycling too. Yes. Yeah. I like, I, I love cycling. Yeah, you've been big in cycling for quite a while. Yeah. So that's a nice seg into, so 2007 <laughs> is the year I got to buy Good Life Nutrition Company and I call 2007 the year of the dream. So since about fifth grade, I'd wanted to, wanted to own a retail store. Okay. And since high school, I'd always wanted to ride my bicycle across the country. Before I was 40 is what my written goal was. Mm -hmm. And I turned 40 and I hadn't done it. And I said, Jess, if I don't do this, I don't know if I'll ever do it. Mm -hmm. So I signed up and I did a ride across the country in 2007 as well. So I got to buy the business wow. and ride my bicycle across the country big in year. 2007. Wow, yeah. that is a really big it year. Really, it, was, it was the year of the dream. I mean, list. two yeah. of my dreams came, came true. Yeah, it came to fruition. So how, compare and contrast with us what changes you made um, when you purchased the building or purchased the company and you said that it was kind of struggling and you were wanting to cast or you did cast a vision for it to be what it is today, which every time I'm in there, there's always a crowd. <laughs> so I'm so grateful it's, for it too, Alice. Yeah. So tell us how that's different now than sure. what it was. So um, the store initially um, was fairly low energy. Meaning um, it was just real quiet and there wasn't um, any colorful uh, displays up. There wasn't advertisement, not advertisement about like a product, but just like nutritional advertisement and telling people how to be healthier. Mm -hmm. um, the, the shelves were pretty bare and it just didn't, it didn't have a look like it was a place that there was a lot going on. And so the first thing we did is um, expand the inventory and then start changing some of the colors, which I need to do that again. Um, you know, and, and keep it updated. Um, and then start doing staff training, which at first the staff was like two people. Wow. Was, yeah. Um, so those are the biggest changes that we made. And then later on, nature's answer just didn't resonate with me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I have to, I, I want to change the name. And so a good friend of mine, Christina Katubik, helped so much to kind of help me to create a name that I would feel ownership because I didn't feel like it was mine until I changed the name. Mm. And when I did that, it's kind of like when Adam was naming stuff, I'm sure, you know, he's like, oh, you know, you're, a, you're an elephant and you're a giraffe. And I, just, I mean, I, they're like, there was like some um, ownership in that. And mm -hmm. I felt like that whenever I got the name, changed the name. And that's when it really started to take off for me because then I felt more invested in it. Yeah. Even when I wasn't working there full time, I was more invested in it as we changed the name. And then we had some branding that looked better because before it was just like it was really real generic. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, now every now and then I get asked if we are a franchise because our, our logo is so cool. And I, I love the local individual who did that for us as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. I love I love the name Good Life. Is there any reason why you went with Good Life? Oh. I think it's very energetic. It you know sounds there's very, a, oh, there's yeah. a reason. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so um, there's a scripture in John 10, 10. Jesus said, I came to give life and life more abundant, more full. And I thought, you know, nutrition's not the whole thing, obviously, but it's a part of it. Mm -hmm. When you feel well physically, you can be more, you can, you can achieve more of your potential spiritually, physical, and otherwise, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're not ill, you can go to work. If you're 
feeling strong and healthy, you can invest in other people. And so that was that was why I wanted to call it Good Life Nutrition Company. Mm-hmm. And there were some crazy ones I had. I was going to call it Rob's Health Hut. And That's a good one. I, yeah, but I mean, then it was about me, and I didn't want it to be about me. I wanted yeah. it to be, uh, you know, about a bigger picture than Rob Landis. I mean, yeah. But your mission, vision, and values, I imagine you do have mission, vision, and values for this company. I can articulate them, but they're not written down, which I'm yeah, sure okay. one of your... Uh, You're thinking core stuff, yeah. yeah. Stuff that exists inside of you, right? Yes. But you were going to say, they're not written down. No. So what What are they? Is, it, is that what you're asking me? Well, no, I just, you're so passionate. And, and, oh. and, and one of the questions is, you know, what do you love about being a, you know, a business owner? But what I see is like, it it's, comes from within. Like this is, oh, absolutely. this is who you are. Yeah. Yeah. This is an easy expression of myself for sure to be in, in nutrition. If you were to say, Rob, here's a donut shop. Nope. Nothing against donut shops, but here's a donut shop. You can make a million dollars. I'm like, I just, it just wouldn't do it for me. I mean, I would be thinking, oh, here's your, here's your excess belly weight. And, oh, here's your diabetes. If I was selling donuts mm-hmm. and with what I'm doing, it's so fun and encouraging to be investing in people's lives. Yeah. I mean, like literally, it's not just cause I'm doing a podcast with you. I really feel like that. Yeah. You're, you're like this every day. You're the real McCoy. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, listen, I go up and down. I'm very an emotional person, so I'm not always like, but like I am with y'all. But yes, I I feel this deeply and I really do. I mean, one of our tags is nourish life. Mm -hmm. And so that's not just about supplements. And Mm -hmm. so our ladies are free to encourage people. They're free to pray with people. They're free to sit down and Mm -hmm. listen to people. Yeah. Yeah. So we do that, you know, frequently because it's more than just about selling something. So when you started this and it was very much a passion project, did you find, wait a minute, this is hard? No, it was simple from the beginning. <laughs> the money just flew in. Yeah, you know, that's the, the great thing about having now, you know, 56 years, we've been doing this for 15 years and had some, you know, the struggles of owning a business and having to adapt and change things. And we're still adapting, as you know. I mean, the pandemic was very transformative for us. And we saw a lot of our customers go online. So what do we do for that? How do we become, how do we stay relevant with them and stay in their mind? And so, yeah, we've tried to make some adaptions to that. You know, we're doing curbside delivery. We do a lot more mail order now. We've changed our pricing structure so we're more relevant to the people who would prefer the lower prices of online, but like to come to a local business. So we've changed the way that we buy things. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, business is a continue, continual adaption. And my daughter is kind of followed in my footsteps. She has two master's degrees and uses neither one of them because she wanted to start her own business. She created her own thing. And it's so fun to watch her walk through that and then have a little bit of skin in the game as far as, you know, I've got the bruises and scabs of the errors that I've made that I can hopefully help her to avoid some of those. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about some of those errors that you've made along the way and those challenges and how you've overcome them? Hmm. Okay, that one's going to take a little bit of thought, Allison. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I got Luke over there. I should have been ready for that too because, there, I mean, that's what defines us, right? Is Yeah. I mean, errors help. We learn more from the errors than we do from the successes. And so I need to be focusing on that a little bit more. I'll but you know what? what? We can stop and come back to it if mm-hmm. you want. Okay, yeah, do that. Yeah. Let me let me chew or on not that. answer at all. Or yeah, you might, you let me might chew on that a little bit. Luke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will jump ahead a little bit okay. as far as the order goes here. But um, as an expert in your field yeah. with the nutrition, 
what advice would you give to listeners that um, are really kind of in the baby steps of understanding nutrition and, you know, maybe going into good life would be overwhelming for them. Mm. And uh, because there's so many options, there's so many supplements, what advice would you have for, for somebody that's starting that journey? Right. The first piece of advice is completely irrelevant to, or not irrelevant, but is unrelated to nutrition. It's this is life yard by yard. Life is hard. But inch by inch, life's a cinch. How do you eat an elephant? Yeah. And nutrition, health, those are elephants. And people feel like things are continually changing. And they are. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I was raising up, fat was not good. I mean, I squeezed the oil out of my hamburgers and wouldn't eat fried food, but I'd eat eat an archway fat-free cookie that had 20 grams of sugar in it. Mm. So the inch by inch is what's most important is, is I encourage people, let's pick one thing for you to start, you know, out of this list that we'll talk about here in a second. Let's pick one thing and get some success, build some momentum, gain some confidence. That way we can do, go to the next thing. This is how it started for me. I mean, I remember when I went from ranch dressing to olive oil. That was a huge step. Mm. Now I wouldn't consider having anything else on my salad. But it was one step, and you just add those together, and before long, you've changed course, and you might be going this way, and inch by inch, it's like, whoa, I'm go- now I'm going this way. So number one is stepping back, is this is the only body we get. Yeah. And so it doesn't cost money to buy organic, to eat fruits and vegetables, to get grass-fed, pastured meat, um, to take supplements. It's an investment. And it sounds like, oh, that's a great tagline for sales. No, it's the truth. I mean, ask anybody that's ill. Yeah. if they would rather invest in themselves. So um, that's number one. Number two is food is information. We think of it as fuel primarily or as pleasure, but it's also information. It turns on and off genes in our body that can improve health and longevity or mm-hmm. can degrade them. And so think about food as information. And of course, supplements, food supplements is what they're called, mm-hmm. fit into that category. Um, so those are really high up. The other thing, you know, your grandma was right. Eat your vegetables. Mm-hmm. Don't spoil your supper with that snack. Um, replace replace processed foods with real food. Shop the perimeter. I mean, there's all the, all those things. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. they've come kind of become trite and cliche, but they're the truth. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Do you want more details on that? I mean, do we do we need to dive? No, deeper? I, I think that's, that's great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, because there's so many. I mean, my goodness, there's so many things that we could do. Um, I mean, for instance, the, the one that I see that's a lot of calories are consumed in liquid in our culture, mm-hmm. in particular fructose, high fructose corn syrup. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember the exact amount, but it's more than 20% of calories, I think, right now are consumed in fructose by Americans. And what if once a day you replace one of those 40 or 60 gram containers of soda Coke, soda, whatever you call it around here, um, with water. Mm-hmm. And I've done this example before. If this was a Coke that had 40 grams of sugar in it, one, two, I would be putting this many, five, mm-hmm. six, seven, eight, nine, <sighs> ten. That's just with 40. I've seen, I've seen a root beer, a 20-ounce tw- root beer with 70 grams of sugar. That's 19 scoops of sugar. What if just one of those you replace a day with water? Mm-hmm. So that's the inch-by-inch example and something that I see that would be very easy to implement for a lot of people. Just one. I'm not even asking to throw away all your soda. Mm-hmm. Just consider one. So are you constantly educating the consumer, the, the, your customers, or, or is it just... It's just blended in. It's just part part of what you're, you're not you're not trying to just sell products, but you're trying to 
to also teach at the same time, right? I hope so. I yeah. mean, yeah, that's that's the goal. Um, that seems to come naturally to you because you're so interested in it. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, Russ. Sometimes somebody will come in and say, I have this issue. What supplement can I can, can I take? And I'm right. like, whoa. Supplements, jump ahead, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> How do you sleep? Okay. How are you eating? How are you moving? Yeah. yeah. Are you looking at the sun? I mean, all there's like numerous questions. So, yeah. no, it's not as... Believe me, supplements are called supplements for a reason because they right. supplement what your lifestyle is. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we try and to by do the that. Way, all. I think on a different occasions for different things, you've done that for both of us. Yeah. Mine with cramping during bicycling and and mine was adrenal fatigue that kind of laid down yeah. the uh, the coursework for to get me out of that. So yeah. It. My kids have really encouraged me in this. There are functional medicine certificate, certifications that I could take part in. And so I don't know if that's gonna be part of the future, but I, I, there are some people practicing functional medicine, which would be more where you look at the body as, as not just a one system, but as a whole. And um, I really love that part. I hope you noticed that, yeah. when, like, especially when we talked 100. about you, it's not mm-hmm. just about, hey, take this supplement. It's about when are you eating? How are you sleeping? What's the intensity of your exercise? How are you thinking and meditating? Yep. All those things, yeah. you know. And are you selling everyone else's product or do you have your own brand too? Primarily, we resell um, national brands that I've vetted. It's really important in the supplements. In particular, you'll see supplements like online right. that the brands will come and go in a matter of months. Right. And so um, one of my companies that I sell out of, actually out of Illinois, uh, now foods um, they've tested some of the supplements that you purchase online mm-hmm. and like the CoQ10 which a lot of people know about it they've taken a statin drug mm-hmm. um, they'll usually know about that one or for heart issues um, out of the 10 that were sold on Amazon um, eight of them had 50% or less mm-hmm. of the label claim on it two of them actually had zero milligrams of CoQ10 in them mm-hmm. so I resell excellent national brands and then um, I do have a couple of house brands, my own brands. Well, actually, I don't have. I did have a, a hemp product, but I don't have that anymore because of uh, liability insurance. Mm-hmm. It's, it just got cost prohibitive. But like, and this is an example of taking a risk. Mm-hmm. Um, is collagen is a really popular form of protein now mm-hmm. that we don't eat in our culture a lot anymore. When, especially when our parents were younger, people ate bone broth. Mm-hmm. They ate organ meats, mm-hmm. like, i.e. what I did when I was a kid and what I do now, but most people still don't like liver and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so we don't eat collagen a lot. So we, we went ahead and made a, uh, a collagen for ourselves and uh, sourced it from a company who produces for nas- national brands. And I invested in it a large. I mean, I did a large investment. And I was scared. I mean, I didn't know if people were going to buy my brand and mm-hmm. how it would do. But it was one of those things of like, you've got to take a chance and just see. And so now this is our best selling collagen by two to one over all the national mm-hmm. brands. And the cool thing is, is that they get the quality out of ours and it's 25% less mm-hmm. as far as the retail cost mm-hmm. to the national brands. And so we're still able to maintain a margin on this, but serve our customers with an excellent product. And so this has been really fun. And it's just, I mean, it's so cool to see your name on something that, that you own, you know, and like even my, my UPC has 62959 in it. Oh, so yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I personally use this and it's wonderful. I use it in my coffee and use it. That's probably the only place that I've used it though, is my coffee. 
I don't think I've mixed it in with anything else. I'd like to leave this one with you. And if you wanted to do like, uh, hey, if you enjoy the podcast to this point, and, and you saw Rob mention this, send your name and we'll send you, you get this uh, multi-college. And I don't know if you want Ooh. to do that or not, but yeah. it's, I'm going to leave it here for you to do whatever you cool. want with. That yeah. sounds Very great. Cool. Well, small town business, right? Mm-hmm. From the very beginning till yeah. now. And you said 15 years? Well, I've owned it for 15. You've owned it for mm-hmm. 15. Okay. So what kind of support have you received from being in small town? Because I think there's still some people that think, well, we just don't have the market here for my business and what I want to do. So talk through some of that. Listen, I am so thankful to live in Marion in particular. Um, Jennifer Olson over at the city treated me like I owned a huge franchise when I walked in there, and I appreciate that. Many small, other small business owners that come and do business with us because, hey, I'm a small business. I want to do business with you. It's, it's just so fun when you get that kind of support from your community. Mm-hmm. And then the other kind of support is just the, the people that are have stayed faithful to us through all the ebbs and flows, especially through the pandemic, and thanking us for being here. So I, I love that part about it too. Those are the biggest ways that I can think about the support that we receive. But I mean, this is an example of it too. I mean, here I am, just a little hole in the wall business and I get to be on a podcast that y'all produce. We get to have you on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I just mean it, I, it makes me feel really special and, and I'm grateful to get to be here. Well, what, do you have any specific, um, like tactical resources that have really helped you along the way of being a business owner? Tactical resources. Help me a little bit more with that question, Allison. That's Allison's military question. I've learned learned that from being... You know, those tools in your tool belt, tactical, like hands-on, whether it's, you know, software systems that make the... The QR code pricing easier. Okay, um, I got you. Thank you. Yes, we are pretty low tech. Mm-hmm. If you'll notice something here, this is pretty crazy. Um, I still actually use a price gun, mm-hmm. um, and we're probably to that place where we're about to do a, a point of sale system. But what one of the tactics for a small business, especially at first, is to be mindful of the dollars and how you spend them. Because at first, you know, I, I took a loan to purchase this business. And now, 15 years later, the business, I would guess, is about worth 10x of what we invested in at that time. And so now I can spend some dollars on an office picture, on uh, sticky notes instead of cutting up paper. But at first, we didn't. And so we're still fastidious about knowing what's coming in and going out. But I don't have a fancy software to do it, and you don't really have to have that, although I think it would be helpful for us. Um, and so that's been very helpful for us is to, as, as a business at least, is to be mindful of the dollars that are coming in and out. And then the way that we purchase has, is, com- not completely, but it's different than a lot. I purchase everything for cash, and so I own my inventory. And so that keeps us from having to float month to month, and so that's reduced the cost. and. I take advantage of uh, opportunities when we get reduced wholesale pricing so that I can pass that along to the customer mm-hmm. and stay relevant, you know. And I think that's been a big help to us because I know a lot of small businesses um, in our industry will price it at full retail mm-hmm. and try to get that great big margin. But it really makes it hard for people who want to support a low local business, but the pricing's maybe a little bit more than what they feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So those, those are some money issues. And then, yeah. then the other tactical thing is always put people before profit. And the way that that looks is not just about pricing, but, and I'll, I'll share, I share this humbly and gratefully, is that when people, like I remember um, an individual from Carterville and she lost her job. And she loved coming, but she didn't have an income coming in. I was like, until you get a job, your discount is this. And I gave her a card and I said, just tell us when you get a job and we can go back to, and that's one way you can show people that you value them more than money. And I mean, we try to do that, you know, in lots of different ways consistently. So it's not just a story I'm telling. I mean, we try to do that consistently because people really are more important than profit. That's awesome. Do you ship any any products or do you have yeah. a subscription? You do. We do ship. I don't have a subscription. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, most of our customers, I don't do any advertising online. Most of our customers are customers that we ship to our former customers who've moved away. Okay. Like, we still want to, so we'll put a little nice little note in there and ship to them. So we're not terribly efficient at that, and it's a very tiny part of our business. And honestly, the reason we do it is just because we love those people and want to serve them. It's not to try and grow our, the mail order part, um, which I know is maybe short-sighted to some people that would listen, especially business owners, but um, that's just not my interest right now. Do you think about the future? Do you have, a, what's the next step? Yeah, I, um, my hope is that my wonderful uh, middle daughter, who is an RN and is very holistic minded and is excellent at herbals, would maybe come back and take this and turn it into her own thing. Um, but if not, I don't know how that's going to look. We have a, a sister store over in Harrisburg that I licensed the name to. Oh, I didn't know that. And uh, yeah, so that's the only place we've really expanded. We, um, we licensed our name to, a, um, to Good Life 2 over in Harrisburg. How long has that been around? Um, Josh has been there four years, I think, okay. now. Yep. So he's served nice. in the Harrisburg community. Excellent. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what the future is, but I mean, I'm, I am envisioning that right now that it might not include me, in, you know, yeah. sometime in the future. You you're know, you're looking at. But I, we want to serve the community. I want yeah. somebody to. It's it needs to stay here. So we're going to yeah. make sure that that happens one way or the other. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Rob, do you have anything else that you'd like to talk about? I, we've yeah. we've covered the challenges because or I think by and large is the online retailing. But yeah. the other one that was that's a challenge, but I see shifting is about um, interest in health and nutrition has is is improving, is increasing, and mm -hmm. I think this is my proposition. I think it's because there's a little skepticism that come in has come in just because of the way large organizations have handled the pandemic. I think people are beginning to see it's very, it's not important, it's imperative that I take ownership in my health. And so we're seeing more interest, I, I am, mm -hmm. I'm seeing more interest, especially in baby boomers, in how can I be healthier apart from just pharmaceuticals, apart from just going to my doctor who serves me well. And so it's a challenge that I see opportunities in for us to help people to start going that way because I it's not mainstream yet I'm still really fringe I think as far as a lot of things but I see more and more people becoming interested in what can I do naturally to improve my health I mean look look when you go at places like Kroger and other there are natural sections and natural areas or areas where you can get product like yep. that like we have and so I think more and more people 
are going that way. So that challenge is, is, is opportunity to help our community, to help our nation for that matter, because I mean, chronic disease is, chronic disease is the largest killer of people in the United States. Mm. Yep. It's not any disease that we get from outside. It's those things that are created through lifestyle choices. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I mean, that's, the, that's a challenge that's gonna be an opportunity. It is an opportunity right now for us. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to your younger self um, if you went back and started this again, if you <laughs> bought, bought the company? Yeah. Uh, or what would you suggest to somebody that may wanna follow yeah. that path? I think I would say, Rob, is don't be afraid to take chances when you're young. Um, these are when you can recover more easily, you know, from a large loss. And so continue to look for ways that you can express passions that you have through business. Mm-hmm. And so I wish that I would have maybe been a little bit, when opportunity comes your way, you don't see it if you're not looking for it. Mm. And I think it, Thomas Jefferson said, um, opportunity looks a lot like work and is usually dressed in overalls or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's why most of us miss it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that I would have said, Rob, train your eyes to continue to look for places of opportunity in places you want to express your interests and desires. Mm -hmm. Because I was looking for ways to make money, but I did it in ways that it wasn't as fun. I would, you know, we had a power sweeping business for a while and it was just work. Mm. And it was nice to make things look pretty, but it didn't give me, it wasn't passion. Mm. So I think I would encourage my younger self is look for places that you can express your interest in ways that you might be able to monetize Mm. so that it's not work. Yeah. And you can yeah. be passionate about it. Yeah. Well, your daughter has a wonderful business mentor in you. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. a, a wonderful father, I, I would say. But I, I think that's awesome that you're able to help her, too. Uh, I really like it. And she yeah. thanks me. Sometimes I feel like I don't offer anything. She says, Dad, that's exactly oh. what I needed. Yeah. And sometimes it's just an ear to listen to, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm a, with my wife, I'm always trying to fix it. And I'm getting better at that. I'm getting better at just listening. <laughs> Jess is a sweetheart. So, she is. Yeah. The the last thing, or not the last thing, but one thing, um, did you ask me about my number one resource? Like, what's yeah. the number one resource in your business? Mm-hmm. I didn't mention, I, I, I really think this is important, and everybody knows this, but is to have employees who feel valued and like it's a team, mm-hmm. and that they work together as a team, even apart from you. And mm-hmm. that's what I love about our business, is right now all the employees are female, um, and they and almost everybody's part-time. My manager is the only person who's full-time. And so it's so cool to watch them work together on schedules to when somebody's ill or somebody has some challenge mm-hmm. in their life is the way that they encourage and build each other up. And so I'm really grateful that we've been able to build a team where they care about each other. Because, and it's, it, listen, it's not all my doing at all. I mean, it's mm-hmm. primarily my manager and the team that do it for each other. We've created an environment where that's encouraged, but um, that's my number one resource, honestly, because when people feel valued in their job, then they can value and help other people uh, more naturally yeah. at, at work. And so I think, that's our, I think that's our number one resource. I yeah. hope that you see that when you come in. Absolutely. Well, we are grateful to have you. Yeah. How do people find you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, Good Life Nutrition Company at Good Life Nutrico on uh, Instagram and Facebook. And then, of course, physically, we're located in the uh, parking lot in front of Rural King is what I call it. I tease that uh, Sammy owns just one more, and they're down there kind of put some stuff in livers that maybe isn't so healthy. And we're on the other end balancing out and helping the livers get healthy. healthy. <laughs> so we're in that same strip mall as just one more. 
And um, so that's where we're located, and we're open uh, six days a week, closed on Sunday. Don't ever plan to stay open on Sunday. Awesome. Rob Landis, thank you so much. My, my pleasure, Russ. This thank was you. fun. Thank you, Al. Enjoyed having you on the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, Rob Landis of Good Life Nutrition. Thank you for being here. Thanks to our, our sponsors and our listeners and watchers for uh, just making Small Town Big Business a really exceptional podcast that we believe here that supports our small town businesses. Thank our sponsors. Uh, once again, Arcadia Wealth Group, Fowler Heating and Cooling, uh, the Watermark Auto Group Foundation, Black Diamond, RV and Harley-Davidson, Swinford Media Group, Southern Illinois Vacation Rentals, and our producers at Union Street Arts, especially Luke O'Neill. Thank you so much, Luke. If you want to know more about Ethos, co-working spaces, small business incubator, and also training and development, you can contact me, uh, Russell, at watermarkethos.org or look for us online at ethosmarion.org. And again, don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Again, I'm your host, Allison Hassler. And I'm Russell Williams. Thanks for listening.